Our second reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. (coughs) If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part... And we prophesy in part, but where perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish things behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. Well, it's a great privilege to be here speaking to you tonight. Um, I'm I'm already suffering dehydration from crying. So uh, if I make it to the end of this sermon... um, uh, I'll be amazed. It'll be a miracle in itself. But I'll do what I can. So, uh, if you think back to uh, the passage we read, it kind of seems rather a long time ago now, because of so much has been going on this evening. But 1 Corinthians 13 is a classic wedding passage. Who's been to a wedding when this has been preached? Everybody has, yep. Um, I, think that's, I think that's true. And... Um, Actually, that put me in mind, of course, of a very recent wedding sermon, um, though, it, although a different passage was used. Um, Bishop Michael Curry at the Royal Wedding uh, grasped the opportunity um, to, to really say something about the power of love. And frankly, for the first bit of this, I have stolen bits from, um, from him. But we're going we're gonna to move on and go somewhere else with it after that. But this is one of the, one of the things he said. There's power in love. Don't underestimate it. Don't even over-sentimentalise it. There's power. There's power in love. Oh, there's power. Power in love. Not just in its romantic form, but any form, any shape of love. There's a certain sense in which when you're loved and you know it, when someone cares for you and you know it, when you love and you show it, it actually just feels right. If you don't believe me, think about a time when you first fell in love. The whole world seemed to to centre around you and your beloved. 
There's something right about it. There's a reason for it. And that reason has to do with the source. We were made by a power of love. And our lives were meant and are meant to be lived in that love. That's why we are here. Well, that's why they were there on on this particular occasion. But that is also why we are here. I want to talk a little bit about the source of love. We talk a lot about love. But this message, this, this, uh, this text from Corinthians talks about the nature of love. But what I want to talk about is the source of that love. 1 John 4, uh, 1 John 4, 7 said this, My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his son into the world that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done in our relationship with God. This is the love that God has shown us. So the nature of love so well explained, but this is the love shown to us by God. Love is an essential characteristic of God. Love is God's character. To know love is to know God. And we talk a lot about love, and we can talk a lot about love, and have any of you been to those painful weddings? Have you ever been to one of those? I, I went to one years ago and it wasn't very comfortable. Where it's just talk, you know? Where, where a kind of stuffed vicar who's been hired in from somewhere does a bit out of Corinthians and then you go away feeling kind of sad or maybe just hopeful that these couple will hold it together. You know, those sort of... Th- it's really painful. Um, and you guys who are social workers, you will know that talk is cheap. You know, actually, talking of love is kinda, can be kind of cheap, can't it? And I'm sure you, you've all heard it. I'm sure you have. Because for love to be real, it has to have some proof behind it. It has to have an action behind it. And out of Corinthians, that is, what, uh, that is what's being said about love. It's being said that this love is practical. This love does things. This love is not boastful or proud. This love is a love that is proven. So God's love. This isn't a wedding love preach. This is a God love preach. Okay? Um, And there are just so many verses, and I've just picked a few, because um, if we had them all, if you want to have every verse about love, you know, we'd be here a very long time. But this is how much God loved the world. John 3.16 He gave his son... His one and only Son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. By believing in Him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to the trouble or the trouble of sending His Son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in Him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust in Him has long since been under a death sentence without knowing it. 
And why? Because that person's failure to believe in a one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. So that's God's love. Or, you know, uh, that's the message version. Um, But, you know, the other versions, the King James Version is quite familiar for that particular verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that whosoever believes in him. Good to see my mum is here tonight. Um, She's a... (laughs) She's a, uh, a proponent of the whosoever. Uh, she's very keen on the whosoever. Um, and uh, whoever, whoever believes in him, that is the, the people which God wishes to save. But some more love passages. We know this one, very familiar. Greater love has no man than to lay down his life for one's friends. And we know that that man, that man we were talking about, is Jesus Christ. He is the one who laid down his life and calls us his friends and calls us into friendship with him. Romans 5.8 says this. Christ, this is the message again, sorry. Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. Even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can't understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line by offering us his son, in sacrificial death, while we were of no use whatever to him. This is what God has done for us. This is the nature of God's love. This is the proof of God's love to us. That while we were sinners, he made a way for us to get right with him. To accept Jesus makes the love two-way. He loved us. He's always loved us. And didn't Helen's testimony just bring that out? That she is a person who's been loved by God from her birth and before. But to accept him makes that relationship a two-way relationship. Makes that a relationship of love. Jesus paying the penalty for our sin allows this relationship with him. You know, this loving relationship which God calls us to, our sin gets in the way. And as a preacher, I don't think there's much uh, profit in banging on about people's sin. In my work as the fire service, I've spent far too much time digging through people's rubbish. But what I need to say is this, that God has made a way to deal with the rubbish, to deal with the broken relationships, and to deal with the broken relationship with God the Father. The sin, that means we couldn't go into the holy place. We couldn't be around this holy God. But Jesus has dealt with that sin. And to accept him is to accept that offer to clear out the rubbish. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's talk about this love. We know that people are capable of love. 
Isn't that true? Uh, everyone is capable of love. And uh, it's one of the things we, that, that's on the Alpha course that we speak about regularly. And that is this. You say to people, well, if, you, if you're loved by God, it's, it's really amazing. And if you have this relationship with God, you really know about love. And they say, yeah, but, but I'm not a Christian and I'm not, I know about love. But people who've come through this, you say to them, and how is your relationship now you've found God? How is your relationship with your husband now you've found God? And they say, oh, well, before I thought I knew about love, but now I know, I really feel I know about love. And I was thinking about how this is. And uh, what, I, what I kind of thought about it was, you know, you, without being kind of plugged into God, you're kind of running on battery power. Does that make sense? You, you've got a bit of love in you. You know you're loved by God. But, oh, when you get plugged into the source, that is so different. When you're plugged into the source of love, that love is available to you and you have excess. You're not just, just holding on to a bit. We're able to flow that love out to people. That is the love relationship which God calls us to. That is the relationship with him which gives us the capacity not only to feel loved ourselves, but to deal with our self-stuff and to have plenty to spare. To have plenty to spare. So when you're loved and you feel in love, you do tend to go public with it. When you love somebody, uh, you know, uh, you do, you tell people about it, um, you know, and, uh, and, and where appropriate, if you wish to marry this person, that, that, is, uh, that is also a good public declaration of love, isn't it? And when this love relationship uh, of Helen and God uh, has a public outworking, and here we are today, kind of going public with Helen. A commitment. A commitment that refers and, and, and kind of just draws glory to the love relationship to the love of God. So this God, who created you, who loved you from the beginning, he calls to you and he says, I want this relationship with you. And Tim said earlier, what are, what are, how does this work? What do we have to do? And we have to accept that love. That is all that needs to happen. All we need to do is accept the love of Jesus. Just tell him that we believe in him, that we can't do it on our own, that we want rid of our rubbish, and that we want him. And this evening, happily, has made a few references to Alpha, and I'm very pleased to say that our next Alpha is uh, kind of live, and the dates are picked out, and it is the, I was going to say 18th, is that right? Then Tim's getting his diary out. It's a Tuesday in September. It's the 16th. Oh, 18, it is the 18th. Tuesday the 18th of September. That is when we're starting Alpha again. And if you're calling, like Joseph, if you've got someone on your heart who you're praying for, that's a good place for them. Okay? Because uh, we'll talk, but mostly we'll introduce. Um, Helen was one of those great people who you didn't need to reason with very much. A couple of weeks in, she was there. Um, uh, a few weeks later, she was here. Um, and it is great. So that is the offer. And if anyone 
is interested in developing this relationship with Jesus. After this service, the prayer team will be in the chapel, which is a little round room back there, um, and will happily pray with you and happily speak to you. Um, but actually, pretty much anyone will happily pray with you and speak with you. So if you're called and you know that this offer of love is for you tonight, make sure you speak to someone because God is calling you. Um, a few weeks ago, Helen asked me to pray with her. Um, I was leading a service here, and she said this to me. She said, someone asked me at work, uh, or in a kind of work context, um, they asked me where my love came from. And, and she, was, she was a bit kind of gutted because she, she didn't have the nerve to say it was Jesus. Um, I don't think necessarily we need to be those people who go around saying, I love you in Jesus' name. Oh, that was Jesus. That was Jesus. That was Jesus. Um, Because if you've got this love in you, if you're plugged into this source of love, if you're plugged into this God and the love flows from you, I think that love speaks for itself. And I think that is one of the things out of this passage. God's love flowing through you will speak for itself. And again, you social worker guys, you don't always have the liberty to say how and why you love people, but you just love them. So I'd encourage you all to continue to love people with the love of God, whether you get to tell them about it or not. And I'd encourage you, Helen. You know, I used to be a Methodist once. Um, I'm all right now. Um, That was a joke for the Methodists. Um, they have a thing called the four alls, which kind of are supposed to encapsulate Methodist theology. Um, and I've kind of nicked them a little bit and adapted them. All need to be loved. All may be loved. All may know they are loved. And all may be loved to the uttermost. That's God's offer for you tonight. Bless you, Helen. And thank you. Bless you, John. Thank you. You know, God, God doesn't flirt with us. He doesn't kind of lead us on and say, oh, no, sorry, he didn't mean that. Uh, if, he, if he says he loves us, he means it. And uh, some of us love waxes hot and cold. We feel good about someone uh, for a while and then you're not quite sure after that. Whereas God, God never wavers. You know, sometimes we, we come close to God and we think, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And we kind of wander off and do our own thing. But God is still there. God is still there at all times. And maybe if tonight, if this is the moment you want to say, yes, yes, then talk to someone and pray with someone before you go.